Welcome to Getting Heated, the place to debate and discuss all things surf-related. On deck today, Matt Banting lands a huge spot as the injury replacement for Kolohe and Dino. But will Banting capitalize on the opportunity? And surfers love to drop their hottest clips on social media. But is that the best strategy going into a comp? Plus, the best surf town of all time is up for debate. Finally, addressing the mentality of shut up and play. Should athletes be free to voice their opinions? The CT is back and we are fired up. Hi everyone and welcome to Getting Heated. I'm Coco Ho and I'm smiling because the championship tour is back. I'm also smiling because I get to introduce these guys with three MR trophies to his name, Mick Fanning, and from competing to coaching, Hawaii's Ross Williams. Guys, how good is it that the CT is back underway at Newcastle? I'm frothing, I haven't left the couch yet. <laughs> it's nice to be able to talk trash about one more sport. Bring it on. Well, as we know, Kolohe and Dino had to pull out of the Australian leg with an ankle injury, which opened the door for the QS leader, Matt Banting, our subject of heat number one. We know Matt Banting slays the QS, but has a history of falling off the CT radar. So for Heat 1, the question is, will Banting capitalize on this opportunity to compete at the CT level again? Ross, what's your take? Yeah, you know what, Coco, I, I, have, uh, I have high hopes for Matt. I think, um, I think this is perfect because, um, you know, first of all, Matt was not expecting this. You know, this was a surprise call for him. Um, so he didn't have a chance to, you know, have a bunch of nerves build up for the last few months. You know, I think he's going to just have the right attitude to come in and, and just shake things up. Um, as far as the way Matt Banting surfs and Newcastle, I really like it. You know, he, he went really deep in a contest the last time they ran in 2019. Uh, he narrowly lost out in the semis. You know, Matt, as you mentioned, Coco, Matt Banting's a, a, a total warrior on a QS. I do want to cut Matt some slack um, so far on his performance on his CT. Uh, you know, he was really young, he was inexperienced. He had a horrific ankle injury doing a big old air at J-Bay that, that kind of ruined his season. Um, so I think he's at the right age, he's at the right time in his career. Um, I like the way he surfs, he's really good in the air. Um, he's got like great beach break sort of fundamentals. Uh, so I look for him to shake things up here, Mick. Yeah, look, I think Matt's, Matt's a great surfer. He's uh, a kid that, as you said, I, I agree with you there, where he's got big turns, got big airs. Um, but there's just been something missing from Matt just in the last, you know, he, he does so well in the Australian leg on the beach breaks. You know, he's done really well at Manly. He's done well at Newcastle. He's done, done really well this year already in the QSs. I feel like he's just missing one little thing. And, it, and it's like so minor I'd love to just add for him to add it to his game he's just a little bit more rail surfing a little bit more carving he, he does these big airs and does these big turns but there's a lot of downtime in between and it feels like a bit stoppy starty uh, if he could add a little bit of rail time I think he's going to go and really cement his spot on tour I like that Mick um, so put your coach's hat on um, I know you've been dabbling a little bit since your retirement and some coaching what would be the number one priority for you uh, with Matt Banting if he came to your corner? Yeah, I would. I would love to 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 add that carve. Like you know, you you have a look at it 
um, most people have an in-between carb that really cements, you know, links up the 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 big airs, the big turns. Um, just that it's not a huge turn, but it just keeps everything flowing together. I feel like Matt sort of does the one turn and he stands straight and relaxes for a little bit, sets up for the next one. I think if he puts that carb in there, he's just going to link that all together and just complete waves where he'll take those sevens into eights and eight fives, nines. I like that. That's really good advice. Um, you know, he'd probably do well. He's at the age too, where he's still a bit skinny. You know, he's at a perfect age to put muscle on. And then as you said, that would probably help him out, you know, sinking that rail a little deeper. But in the meantime, uh, you know, I really like where he's at. He's at, you know, he's very fast, he's crisp. Um, he's a smart surfer, especially in beach breaks. He's had this groomed QS campaign, which really does well for Newcastle. Uh, but yeah, I think he's got that type of surfing where, uh, you know, right now today he could go deep in this contest so um but yeah hopefully he watches this episode i like that mick i think that's a good long-term goal for him to put some meat on the bones yeah for sure look i i don't think it's he's got all the turns and everything i'm not not dissing him one bit i just want to add a little bit more to his game i think he's got all the ingredients he's a very smart competitor uh it's just something that um yeah would love to just put that in and he will thrive and take on the rest of the year. I have really high hopes for Banting this week in Newcastle. When we return, is it smart to drop your best social media clips leading up to a contest? And we're debating the best surf towns in the world. BRB. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Welcome back to Getting Heated. Mick and Ross, what would you say you post the most on social media? Hmm. Oh, definitely not nudes. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not very exciting. On a good day, it's just on the beach with my surfers. On a really boring day, it's my dog and breakfast. So not very original. How about you, Coco? Everything. <laughs> So when sharing turns into oversharing, let's get into that for Heat 2. Ryan Callanan recently said he doesn't like to drop clips during an event, saying it could affect people's expectations of him at a particular wave. So here's the Heat 2 question. Does it hurt or help to drop the best footage on social media leading up to an event? Mick, what's your take on this pre-event social media strategy? Yeah, I don't see any hurt in it whatsoever. I, I think it helps. I think there's a few ways I look at it. The, 
one, if everyone's seen what you're doing leading into a heat, they're like, oh, he's on fire right now. I need to step up my A game and puts more pressure on them. And then I think it just gets you more psyched to go out there and do it more. Like if you can do it in a free surf, why can't you do it in a heat? I feel like the guys today actually do their best surfing in a heat. So uh, yeah, I see no hurt in it whatsoever. Yeah, I, I want to say, didn't he even go a little bit further and say something about he didn't want to influence the judges in a weird way? Instantly when I heard that, Mick, I was like, I don't know if, if that's the right mindset. That's just being too heady. You're, you're thinking three steps ahead. Whereas if you're a surfer and you're about to put on a jersey, you should be right here. You should be boxed in. You shouldn't be thinking about your pregame with social media. That's for your team to figure out if you, you know, are lucky enough to have sort of a team backing you up. And that's what the biggest guys do, like John, John and Gabriel and all those guys. They have their media guy, they have their coach, they have, you know, they have this sort of nice cool team where they can take care of everything so that the surfer goes out there and takes care of business. So that being said, everything makes a difference, right? You know, everyone's talking about Italo, everyone's talking about these guys releasing really good clips. So of course that's gonna help, that's gonna create some buzz, that, that can't hurt. One of the most impressive things about Italo's social media is his physical training. It just makes them look like a machine. And judges are humans, you know, maybe they look at it, you know, they're, they're all surf fans, just like you and I, Mick, and they might be like, well, Italo's really serious about his, his training, his competition, and maybe that somehow uh, subliminally gives them that extra tenth of a point to push them through heat. You never know, everything makes a difference. Yeah, look, I'd sort of put it down, that comment from, from Ryan, I think it's something that he's just so humble. So it was probably just a subconscious thing that he threw out there. I don't think when it comes to game day, it's gonna mess with him whatsoever. If he does half the surfing that he did in that clip, I think it, he's just gonna go absolutely loony in the, in the event. So uh, come on, Ryan, let's see it. Let's let's throw those turns into, into the event and uh, bring on some huge results. That's a good call, Nick. Um, I like that. Arcal is super humble. I mean, he's easy to back. So I, I like where I like that you brought that up. I think that's exactly what it's about. He just doesn't want to boast. Hundred percent. I'll boast for him. Here's a debate we might not be so humble about. Let's talk most iconic surf towns. The CT is underway at one of the best surf towns in all of Australia, Newcastle. So for Heat Three, I want to know your opinion on the best surf town in the world. Ross? Coco, you already know what I'm gonna say. It's definitely Haleiwa. I mean, if I think of surf towns, what makes a surf town? Of course, it's the people, it's the culture, it's the restaurants, it's the it's the scene. But at the end of the day, it's the surf. You know, it's the surf spots, and I got it back my hometown. The, the North Shore is just packed with the most iconic surf spots there is. And you think about all the history with the surf events, it's basically birthed what we know as uh, you know professional surf contests uh, today. You know, North Shore is such a big part of it. So I'm very proud. I love uh, you know all my local surfers that, that live here and all the surfers that came before us, the Ho Brothers. The list is so big. Brock Little and I think all the surfers that came from the North Shore really shaped what it is on top of the surf spots. And the surf is just the cherry on top. I think it's the first thing people think about when they think of, you know, the history and surf towns and all that. You know, North Shore is right there at the top of the list. 
Mate, I'm not going to argue with North Shore being one of the most iconic places on earth. It is uh, incredible. But look, I'm, I'm going to stick with my hometown too, uh, Coolangatta. <laughs> How can you disagree with that? We have surfed pretty much 365 days of the year. The temperature's awesome. Like we have some of the most iconic point breaks in the world, Kira, Bank. If they're not working, then you go around the corner to, to D-Bar or if you want to get away a little bit, you just sort of head down the coast. So look, I'm just doing a Gold Coast uh, tourism ad right now. Uh, also, too, we've got world champions of plenty, you know, starting back from PT, Rabbit, Joel Parks, and Steph Gilmore. And pretty much everyone in Australia wants to move to the Gold Coast. So uh, that's why housing's going up. <laughs> I love it, Vic. I definitely would have to hop on board for that if we were sticking to uh, your continent in Australia. But if we're talking about the world, you can't look past the North Shore. That's just, that's where the book stops. I mean, you look at any history book in surfing, it's just steeped with North Shore stories, good and bad. I love that it's gritty here. You know, you got your rowdy crowd, you got your craziness at Pipe and that lineup, and then you got all the really awesome surf spots in between where you got these little, you know, 15-year-old Broms or 10-year-old Broms learning how to surf and learning how to get barreled for the first time. The North Shore and its surf is just, uh, it's the perfect place to, to raise a surfer and someone who can appreciate everything there is about surfing. Yeah, mate, you do have a lot of history over there. And as we do here with, uh, you know, I just, I just picture the one photo of MP at Kira. Enough said. Mick, I think you got us on the amount of world champions to come out of your hometown. That is for sure. One question, Ross, which town do you think is more welcoming to tourists? Well, first of all, Coco, I know Kelly Slater is from Florida, but he does live here most of the year for the last 30 years. So his 11 world title just smokes pretty much all of Australia right there. He, he lives, he lives, he's got a house at Palm Beach down the road too. Oh no. <laughs> so we'll take those 11 as well. He's a cheater. He probably has a house in Rio. He's got a house everywhere. More welcoming, you, you definitely have to give it to Kulangada. You know, Hawaii's a little rough around the edges, but I also think that's what makes it good. When we return, we're going deep into the controversy that sparks when athletes voice their opinions beyond sports. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Getting Heated. Mick and Ross, we've all been given a platform to share as much as ourselves as we want. With thousands of people listening, do you ever find that you just piss some people off? 100%. <laughs> piss myself off. <laughs> Not on purpose. Sometimes you just put the foot directly in the mouth. That little blue check by your name means a lot of people are listening to you. Let's go deeper into the cost that comes with that. Athletes, entertainers, and artists are often told a version of shut up and play. They're asked to share their talent, but nothing beyond that. So here's the going deep question. In this day and age, is the status quo line of shut up and play dead or not? Mick, you're no stranger to the spotlight. Start us off. Yeah, look, it's a, uh, it's, it's a, it's a weird space, you know. It, it's, it's funny, when, when people want help, they reach out to athletes, they reach out to artists they reach out to people that have a huge voice but then as soon as something doesn't sound the way that th this certain person wants it to go that's when they say just shut up and play at the end of the day athletes musicians artists everyone we're using the world as well so we want to we want to try and shape it the way that we see is fit uh i will say this though 
it, it, is, it can be a really sticky point if you just if you don't do the research. If you just go and throw a subject out there and someone just comes back and just shuts you down real quick. Like there's so many reposts and and a lot of people haven't even researched what that actually is. I think you've got to research before you start going and putting yourself out there because you could find yourself in a lot of hot water if you don't have the right info. That's really good advice, Mick. Um, you know, I think maybe here's the prime example, especially in America. It's like this, it's, a, you know, it's kind of a, it's a hot topic, right? Maybe no better or more famous example is when LeBron James got called out by Laura Ingram um, when she told him to shut up and dribble. I don't think that left a good taste in anybody's mouth. You know, that was instantly everyone just backed LeBron James. Like, who is this you know, lady saying something like that? It's so rude. Anyone deserves their opinion. And it just so happens that, you know, famous people, whether they're athletes or, or celebrities, they have a big platform. And that's where some people have a problem. You know, um, it's no secret that politics are very polarized these days in America. And so then it becomes this hot debate, right, between left or right or whatever it is, beliefs with anything. It's always going to be really polarized and, and heated. Um, so when athletes or celebrities get behind a certain view, you're going to have the other half of, uh, of the country that's not going to like it. And to be honest, I'm okay with that. I think it should just be a conversation. And it is what it is. You know, everyone deserves to express themselves. You can't silence anyone. You know, free speech is very important. Yeah, it's it's something that is going to keep happening. Um, you know, as soon as stuff like Instagram and Facebook came on, people are going to read this information. They're going to, depending what frame of mind they're in, they're going to try and shape it the way they want. And um, so that's why I think that the information part is make sure you've got all your ducks in a row before you just repost something. Um, but yeah, I think also too, when it comes to political stuff, I think it sort of strikes a little bit of a nerve where you look at stuff like, you know, the, all the amazing things like someone like LeBron James does for schools and for kids and, and all that sort of stuff. Like no one really mentions that or says, oh, shut up and dribble then. It's more like, it's like, oh yeah, what a great guy. But as soon as he gets political and makes a stand, that's when I feel like some people just come in and just try and shoot them down real quick. Yeah, that, you know, it's, it's absolutely true. And that's why, you know, personally, I'm just a huge believer in balance. I think, I don't think anyone should be silenced, you know, no matter how extreme your views are on whatever it is, whether it's politics or the environment. A lot of surfers really, you know, have, um, you know, a personal relationship, obviously, with the ocean. So there's a lot of environmental friendly issues that surfers back. And even that, you can't win everyone over because there's fishermen out there that, you know, can, can have a strong opinion about certain rights to the ocean. And you're just never going to win an argument. That doesn't mean we shouldn't talk about it. And, and that's where I'm a firm believer in balance. You know, we need to figure it out because... However many billion people we have on this planet, we know it's important that we talk things through and learn how to, to live as long and as healthy as possible on this little tiny earth. 100% with the talk. We're, in any situation, you've got to talk. You've got to be open-minded. Um, you know, that's, I think that's why people just clash heads because they're not open-minded. And hopefully we learn to become, as a community, as a world, more open-minded. I totally agree, you guys. And I think if we're looking at the positives for this generation, 
like you said, there's a lot of repost and you see your hero repost something and you are going to go do that homework. You're going to learn about that organization if you're doing it the right way, like Mick said, um, just do a little homework and I think it's all worth it. That does it for today's episode. I'm pretty sure all three of us will now be glued to our screens watching the action in Newcastle. Yeah, I'm back to the couch right now. Don't bother me. See you next week, team.